The Midweek Muscle Podcast. The Midweek. The Midweek Muscle Podcast starts now. Hey, good people. Happy Wednesday. This is Jay-Z bringing you your dose of the Midweek Muscle. As we stroll down memory lane to do a recap of 2020, this week's episode highlights the clips and snips that were the most popular with the most playthroughs of the year. And you guys did that, not me, you. So you may have missed some of these highlights or lowlights. You see, you see what I did right there throughout this year. But don't worry, I will have a list of which episode and how you can find it in the captions below the link. Nerd action at its finest right there. Disclaimer, some of the snips that you will hear, uh, some belong to me and others belong to the presenter uh, whom shared that idea or that view. Regardless of the presenter's stance, their views and theories do not necessarily represent the thoughts and ideas of Jay-Z and the Midweek Muscle. However, this will be a fast glimpse of what you may have missed or maybe needed to hear again from us this year. Hey, lastly, I'll say hearts up so that we may never give up. Let me say that again because I was a little jumbled. I say hearts up so that we may never give up, good people. So I thank you for sticking in there with me this year, and I continue to thank you as we step into 2021. Happy New Year, good people. Let's push through with the biggest muscle moment we've ever had, and I look forward to seeing you here next week. In the meantime, enjoy these clips and the flashbacks from the moment we started 2020 up through the moment where we're closing out. Enjoy, and because you won't hear it at the end, as always, let's go. This is your year. Let's go. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy Wednesday. This is Jay-Z bringing you your dose of the New Year Midweek Muscle. Wow. This, I cannot explain to you like how excited New Year's make me feel. The mapping out to 2020, the roadmap to 2020, our entire season last year into this year, onward and outward. How, how we're setting up, like the, how we're setting up to go into this year and it is here. So my question is, how are we collectively, how are we setting up to step into this new year? Well, I'm going to tell you, like, no, no questions, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Even if you feel a little like, eh, I don't know, I don't, I didn't, I didn't do a plan. Nope, we're going to cut that out. How are we stepping into this year? Repeat after me. Head up. No, go ahead. You know, I know you're driving or I know you're probably sitting with family or you may be thinking and they may look at you crazy. It's okay. Let's say it. Head up in style because, you know, I have a secret love for fashion. Don't say that out loud, but that's, that's why that's in there. But head up. Go ahead. Say it. Head up in style, clear vision, positive mind or positive mindset. That's it. That's it. That's all you need. 
You don't need to have your ducks in a row. You don't need to have your, your, oh my gosh, everything planned out. Oh my gosh, everything has to be perfect. Oh my gosh, I have to do this before this. Nope. You just have to go into this year with your head up. You have to go in in style, however that is, whatever, whatever it looks like for you. Um, because guess what? In style uh, means you're being authentic to yourself. So really it's just going into the new year authentically you. Clear vision. Now, even if you're a little foggy on what your vision even looks like, you have something clear in mind that you would like to go after. So that's clear. So put that up there. You don't really have control over things until you realize that you have control over nothing. So that one really, really spoke to me. Firm believer in saying, just saying thank you. And if like, if you're just thinking about a friend or whatever, and you're just, let them know that you're thinking about them. Say, hey, I hope you're having a good day. Just wanted you to know I'm thinking about you. Thank you for being such a great friend. Because you never know what they're going through in that moment. And they may have, they may need to hear that from you in that very moment. And if faith is what it took that little kid to make that shot, even though the odds were stacked against him to not do it, and it landed the way it did, I want that. You know, the, the saying kind of comes to mind that if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. Mastery and the rule of 10,000. And it takes 10,000 hours to master something. And so most times people, when they take on a new endeavor, they still have a full-time job. They still have different obligations that they're responsible for. And so you can't just you know, put your nine to five, so to speak. Cause so, you know, that nine to five makes you a living and your five to nine makes you a fortune, so to speak. So from five to nine, you're working on this other skill that you're trying to master. So that's four hours a day times five days a week. That's 20 hours. You know, you, you take two weeks off for vacation. So that's 50 weeks. So that's a thousand hours in a week or a thousand hours in a year rather. So it will take you 10 years to master just one skill. I think the fitness journey is so good because it forces you to take a step back from some of the other things like work. You know, when you're checking your emails and you're thinking about your job and you're working from home and then, you know, when you're doing whatever the, the fitness that you're choosing to do, you're forcing yourself into that moment and to be present. And like you said, to, to really invest in yourself in the long term. Because sometimes we see numbers as impact and it's true it's hard to ignore a big number it's hard to ignore a big percentage when you see the number you see the impact sometimes we have a tendency to look at the numbers of impact over the quality of impact we can end up uh, going down a rabbit trail on that or getting obsessive about the number the numbers that we're serving versus the number that we are serving if you catch my drift we come here together yet another Wednesday. And uh, I must admit, good people, this doesn't feel like the usual. I love and I respect you. I hate I don't have more to say. I hate I can't fix it in a snap. But we have to be better than this moment. We have to be better than burning down our own homes. Because if we lose it, what else we got? We lose an ability to plot, to plan, to strategize, to organize, and to properly mobilize. I want you to go home. I want you to talk to 10 of your friends. I want you guys to come up with real solutions.
Yeah, so it's Mr. Showtime first name Hollywood. You have a culture basically built on self and the betterment of self first and me and mine. What happens when those people are forced to do something that they don't want to do for the betterment of the people of the greater good? So now you fast forward a few months. You have the murders of Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor and George Floyd. And now the people are in uprising. Cities are burning. As a black woman, wife, and mother, I have so many emotions surrounding the state of our nation. I would say the current state of our nation, but just because more people are now talking about racism doesn't mean that it's something that's new. To, um, to, to make a symbolic gesture, holding a Bible, as if to spiritually condone uh, a message and a posture that is antithetical to the teachings of Jesus and everything that we as a church stand for. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, obviously, right? Obvious stuff to talk about, you know, the stuff that's going on with, with like, George Floyd, stuff that's going on with uh, uh, our, our, our president. I mean, stuff that's going on with COVID nineteen. We're still a we're, we're we're still in the middle of this pandemic, and like yo, I, I mean, can anybody appreciate the irony that we're in this pandemic? They're telling us to social distance. Um, they're saying that if you are going to go outside, wear a mask, wear gloves, and people are outside and they're wearing masks and gloves and they're fucking shit up. And yo, know, listen. This is this is this is very. These are very real, serious things that people are facing. Things that are going on right now. These are these are very. I mean, I mean, serious. These are these are really, really, really major, major issues, right? But here we are, where um, people are frustrated. And people are using this time to, I guess, express themselves or live their long lost, lost dreams of vigilantisms out. You know what I'm saying? Um, breaking windows and on. I, I don't know. I'm not saying that they should. I'm not saying that they shouldn't. But I do agree with the premise that it's either going to be freedom for all of us or freedom for none of us. Period. You know, like for a very long time, slavery was right, and then slavery has now transformed into the school, the pipeline, and, and prison complex, and prison industry complex. There were so many other things in which it stemmed from, but um, on the surface, it was definitely an okay thing to happen. Um, so I feel that with police brutality, is definitely not okay. I definitely come from the school of if you can't be part of the solution, then you need to get out of my way. You want to help the cause read. You want to help the cause study. And Jamie, when I was 19 years old and I saw the Emmett Till story from that day forward, I would go to the library. People ask me, do you know this artist and this artist? Have you seen that movie? And Jamie, I'm embarrassed to say, no, I haven't. Why? I wasn't watching movies, Jamie. I was in the library and I was studying souls of the black folks. Oh, you're not hearing what I'm telling you. 
succeeding against the odds. You're not hearing what I'm telling you. I start reading the Mayflower, uh, make me want to holler, Nathan McCall. How you hearing what I'm saying? I'm telling you today that you got to get in the boat. And some of you, you think you're doing something because you're standing by the boat. You think you're doing something because you're around the boat. You think you're doing something because you call the people name out who in the boat. You think you're doing something because you cheer. You think you're doing something. You ain't doing nothing until you make a commitment. What if 2020 isn't canceled? What if 2020 is a year we've all been waiting for? Um, a year so uncomfortable and so painful and so scary and so raw that it finally forces us to grow. A year that screams so loud finally awakening us from our ignorant slumber. A year we finally accept the need for change, declare change, work for change, become the change. A year we finally band together instead of pushing each other further apart. 2020 isn't canceled, but rather one of the most important years of them all. Really interesting about what's happening in America right now is that a lot of people don't seem to realize how dominoes connect, how one piece knocks another piece that knocks another piece and in the end creates a giant wave. Each story seems completely unrelated and yet at the same time I feel like everything that happens in the world connects to something else in some way shape or form. And I think this news, this news cycle that we witnessed in the last week was a perfect example of that. Amy Cooper, George Floyd, and you know, the people of Minneapolis. They are lucky that what black people are looking for is equality and not revenge. And right now, white people are really frightened. If you don't understand the destruction of Planned Parenthood offices, and you don't understand the wall that we're going to build on the southern border of the United States, you haven't read the book, The Birth Dearth by Ben Wattenberg. Ben Wattenberg was a brilliant Jewish man who was a member of the American Enterprise Institute. And he wrote a book, the first paragraph of which says, the main problem confronting the United States today is there aren't enough white babies being born in this country. He was an advisor to presidents of the United States. He wrote the book in 1987. He says, there are, if we don't change this and change it rapidly, white people will lose their numerical majority in this country and this will no longer be a white man's land. And this is, this is just casually me, but listen, don't let anyone just casually just roll up on you and pluck you out your seat. So in so many words, right? Do your best, do your absolute best to not allow any emotional barrier to stop you from having the necessary conversations to move forward. Again, do not allow any emotional barrier to escort you out of any opportunity to be a blessing to someone else. Those two things are deep. So, so I say that to say position yourself with power. Move with purpose and position yourself with power.
Your work matters. If you are going to spend 50% of your life working, what will that purpose be? Like, what are you working for? What are you spending half of your life on? And then if you don't own it, the world will. There's a storm coming and winter's coming too. Your job is to sustain the cold and start a fire. Did you know that in order for a fire to grow, it has to be fed? It has to be fed oxygen. Fire has to breathe in order to live. Huh, <laughs> that's a wild phenomenon. Because just as fire can warm a space and fill a room and light away, a fire can destroy and wreak havoc. So keep calm and light your fire. Good people, struggle is struggle, no matter how you dice it. So I say to you, when you approach someone with a struggle, and they work to tell you that it's not that much of a struggle compared to someone else, don't believe it. If you feel struggle, it is because, my friend, you are experiencing struggle. You cannot measure your feelings on the basis of on on the basis or the struggle, your feelings of struggle on the basis of someone else's. Our experiences are real, and so are our feelings around them. So when you think about struggle and this idea of resistance, because, you know, struggle can look different for all of us, but this idea of resistance, it only occurs when you're actually moving. So again, that's why I say don't believe it because you experience it when you're actually in motion. That's the law, of, uh, one of the many laws of physics, right? So I sat back um, and I'm, I'm, I'm general, I'm, I'm, perpetuating myself here I I sat back even myself and and read the Bible because every one of the above applies to how I think about life right now and the story of Joshua and Jericho was resonating in my head like it had been for a couple weeks and so I was talking to a friend about it and I had a friend tell me that said when that happens to me Joe I, I go to that book, like I read that and I try to look for the, the lessons that are, that are ruminating for me in that book. And I said, oh my God, wow, duh, experts say, like, what, why didn't I think of that? Right. Experts say when a song is stuck in your head, what do you go and do? You go play that song. So why did I not go to the very thing that was like stuck in my head. Okay, so I, like, I just felt like that was like a very like duh common sense moment. And so what did I do? I went to the good book. And would you guess what was right there for me to read as soon as I cracked it open? I kid you not. It literally says, we can't stop on day six. 